0: episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Hello and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. My name is Dr. Elizabeth Fedrick and I'm your host and here with me is Ashley Snyder and she's my co-host today. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing?
1: I am great. Thank you for having me.
0: So excited to be here, so excited to be talking about this topic that is so near and dear to so many people's hearts because of how many of us are experiencing the impact uh, on our mental health due to COVID. Mental health is always something that's a very fragile topic. People struggle silently with mental health issues all the time due to how taboo it is, the stigma surrounding it. But what happens when you throw a pandemic into the mix? That's what we're going to find out today. So our next guest here to answer the question, a lot of people are asking, how do we stay mentally safe during uh, following COVID? So (laughs) join us in welcoming Dylan Espinoza. Hi Dylan. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Hey y'all. Thanks for having me.
0: Tell us a little bit about your role, you know, in the mental health field. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then what have you been doing as a mental health professional?
2: Yeah, so this is such an important topic, and I'm glad that we're talking about it. So again, my name is Dylan Espinosa. I'm a licensed professional counselor, associate, and yoga teacher. I work in private practice in Louisville, Kentucky. I see a wide range of individuals from like 11 years old all the way up to 60, and we have seen a fairly significant increase in the amount of clients who are reaching for therapy following the pandemic. So this is something that is important and just because we are kind of nearing the end or the light at the end of the tunnel post covid mental health, you know, this is still something that will probably have ramifications even moving forward in the future.
1: Absolutely. And you have been around mental health issues for a very long time. And what ways have you seen covid take a toll on mental health? Like what are the changes you have seen pre-covid versus now?
2: Right. So Some of my more introverted clients will probably say that they were thriving during COVID because they didn't have to see as many people. But even for introverts, it still still was difficult. As far as my clientele and working with them, a lot of what I tell them is that a lot of mental health issues stem from the circumstances that they're in. And with COVID, right, a lot of things were taken away, whether that was people who enjoyed traveling or seeing people or intimate contact like hugging. And when you deprive people of those things and put them in, you know, a circumstance during COVID, they realize their mental health was suffering. So pre-COVID, they may not have been necessarily aware of those needs. And now post-COVID, moving forward, they're like, oh, my gosh, like, I realized that all the things that were taken away from me, turns out I need these things to, to be mentally healthy.
0: And we know that this re-entry syndrome, as we're calling it, is a real phenomenon. Can you tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so I was actually reading up on some research and a lot of traumatic events and, you know, how many pandemics have we been in in our lifetime? I believe this is our first, that it was a worldwide scale. And what this research was showing was that a lot of times, even after a traumatic event, such as this pandemic, the onset of symptoms tends to happen later. So although we may be feeling really well post COVID, there's a lot of hope, there's a lot of high energy. Some of this onset and reentry syndrome tends to happen even after uh, the pandemic. So it's a very real thing to be cognizant of. And that's kind of where what I'm dealing with with my clients currently.
1: Awesome. I, I know one of the things that you talk with your clients about is the importance of controlling the controllables. Can you explain what that means for someone like me who does not have a psych background?
2: Right. So that's kind of a little play on word that I'm sure I did not create, but I say it all the time. So (laughs) control the controllables, meaning during COVID and even post COVID, there's still so many things going on that may feel like it's outside of our control and it becomes really overwhelming, not just with COVID, but also some social justice issues and all of that. Because if you think about it, over the summer last year, we were battling COVID, but also a lot of social unrest. So all of that can feel like just super out of control and overwhelming. So I like to tell clients hone in on your controllables. What are the things that you can control that can impact your mental health in a positive way? So instead of ruminating on the things that you necessarily can't control, focus on everything that's within your scope. So that's what I mean by that.
0: I love that. That is a very, uh, well, that is the exact tool that I use with my clients. I just use different verbiage. And so I use circle of control, which is I create, you know, the whole visual of that. I draw the circle. We talk about what goes inside of it. So what they choose to wear that day or eat that day, where they work, their friendships. And then we talk about everything outside of that circle, right, which is the pandemic and the the political unrest and all of these chaotic factors that we've all been dealing with the last 15 months or so that is such a valuable tool
2: right totally agree yeah
1: definitely what are some tips like what are some things that you would tell someone who's having issues managing their mental health and both during covid and post covid
2: there's a lot going on and especially during covid and post covid knock on wood it seems to seem it seems to appear that Things are opening up, the vaccine is effective, knock on wood, hopefully we don't have to do what we did last summer, again this summer. For me, again, outside of controlling what's in your scope or the circle of your control, I also say to actively hunt the good stuff. There's a lot of stuff that if we watch the news or social media that can really bring our mood down and it just makes us feel deflated and hopeless. And when I say hunt the good stuff, I don't necessarily mean like toxic positivity, like just act like everything's fine. But focus on the things that are going well in your life, Uh, whether that's family, work, friends, sometimes those can be glossed over when we see just like, you know, fire hydrant of just negative things. So I like to tell them to be intentional about hunting the good stuff. What are the things that are going well? And devote your energy to that, but not necessarily to the things, again, that may be out of our control.
0: Yeah, that that is great. Do you you feel that you have seen an increase more in anxiety or, or in depressive symptoms, potentially both? And are these tools that you're providing effective for both?
2: So yes, anxiety and depression I have seen increase a ton. Most of my clients, in fact, their main presenting problem is either anxiety or depression, which was an onset of the pandemic so post pandemic yes we're looking at how to how can we create coping skills and really shift some of our ways of thinking and develop strategies to help them continue to move forward with anxiety and depression the biggest thing for some of my new clients who have never been to therapy it's developing that self-awareness around it as well of like what anxiety looks like for them how it feels and what depression looks like and feels because these are two new things that they're not really used to feeling. So that's kind of what I'm trying to push on them to, just increasing that self-awareness around how they're actually
1: feeling. Right. I feel like for you know over a year, everyone was told, stay inside, socially distance, wear masks. How, how do you talk to your clients who are kind of afraid to go back out in public and to go to the grocery store and to do things that were totally normal pre-COVID?
2: Yes, and I, I too myself, I'm kind of like I feel really weird without wearing a mask now because it's yeah. so inundated with wearing it. Yes. Ironically, I did get a cold recently, and I knew that was going to happen like the minute I stopped wearing it. Um, Absolutely. You know, for me, it's kind of adopting a new mindset of thinking because, like you said, for the last year and a half, we've had you know wear a mask, social distance, avoid contact with other people. So now I'm kind of trying to normalize those actions and behaviors again. And a lot of that, again, is coming from controlling your controllables. You know, look at science, look at evidence. And it's okay to be scared and it's okay to be ambivalent. It's your own journey, move at your own pace. But eventually reintegrating into society will be really important.
0: Absolutely. Dylan, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your insights and your expertise in this field today. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thank y'all for having me. Absolutely.
0: Uh, And thank you all for tuning into our episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Please make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram. And also make sure you rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining in our episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected.
1: Have a great day.